0: <laughs> hey, welcome to Betwixt the Shadows. What's going on? Uh,
1: lots of stuff going on. We have a full moon tomorrow. I feel like we have we've got a ton of questions already sent in. Hopefully we'll have a ton of questions from our listeners because you guys, as we've told you over and over again, are the backbone of our show.
0: Yeah. Um, so I don't know. How are you doing, Sal? I'm doing great. Um, I had a I've had a really kind of strange past couple seven days uh I don't want to really go too into it but um uh, my wife and I got a dog a you know a dog we got from a Great Dane rescue and it basically turns out that we couldn't keep him so we had to send him back this morning and it was kind of heartbreaking but it just wasn't the right fit for us so that I've been a little emotional on that today um um so that was a little hard um but Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm very happy. I mean, I, overall, I, I'm still kind of high off of the inauguration, and I, I don't mean to be Joe politics because I'm just not that guy. But I, I'm just really happy right now, and I'm feeling happiness, and I'm seeing it. I'm seeing proof every day in the store. People are fucking happy right now, and it's simple. It's so great. It,
1: yeah. I feel like I felt like when we were coming up on the inauguration
0: like that was
1: new year like that was really starting i didn't really sure. didn't feel like there was any sort of shift until then but i mean man biden's hands i feel like they must be getting tired because he's just been signing shit like a fucking hurricane i love it
0: yeah he has he I must mean, get I'm, mad hand cramps
1: yes i'm so glad we're back in like the you know the climate agreement and you mm-hmm. know everything you know, trans
0: situations
1: yeah, that's exactly what oh, I was really yeah. gonna hit on yeah Yeah, I'm the, so happy all, about that all the progress that we made we're bringing it back well did you see that um someone at Mar-a-Lago where Trump is staying now someone took I think it was a drone with or maybe even it was a plane but they they flew over Mar-a-Lago with like Trump you're the worst president we've ever had like you're a piece of shit and they just flew it over Mar-a-Lago where he lives like all day just like mean stuff to him
0: wow well with that um give us a little uh forecast what's going on i'll give
1: you, I'll give you your little uh astro- oh my god i got i i got two job offers for to write horoscopes i have two monthly columns now
0: holy shit congratulations for where
1: i'm not going to give the names yet because okay. i'm waiting for the second contract to be sent over like everything's set everything's good I just gosh that's great one yet but i'm gonna start i'm gonna be published in march and next week after contracts and signed are signed i'll say like where it is but so like i've only been ghostwriting lately like up until this point all my horoscopes and you mm-hmm. like there have been times where i had to have someone cover my shift because i was like i'm sorry like i'm fucking slammed with this deadline you know you've, you've mm-hmm. seen it keep my life but it's all been ghostwriting. And so now like I get to say by Renee Watt, like your, your, your full moon horoscopes. I'm doing full moon horoscopes for one website for every sign. And I'm doing monthly horoscopes for another website for every sign. And I so I literally amazing. Literally doubled my income in one day. I got both offers. Literally doubled my income.
0: Congratulations. So, Thank well you, deserved. Guys.
1: Thank you. Very excited. So
0: give us our free horoscope.
1: Yes, I'm going to give you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I guess it's not completely free yet. You are paying me with your time and your attention, which is times more valuable than money in a lot of ways. So tomorrow we do have a full moon. It's, you know, happening. Some people are celebrating the full moon tonight just because that full moon is happening sort of like in the mid, mid morning, early afternoon sort of time frame but it is in leo. and so whenever we're looking at the full moon in leo, we do have sort of like themes around ego and confidence, but also creative expression. one thing that we've got going on in the cosmos is we've got a t square. and what a t square is is it's basically like a it's it's a very frustrated it's a very frustrated aspect because we have, you know, the sun and the moon or we've got we've got the the sun over here on one end and then we've got the moon over here on the other end of the cosmos. So they're facing each other off. We know that's how full moons are made because mm-hmm. even in science, you know, the full moon is when it's it's across from the sun in the sky. And so we've got, you know, this 180 degree angle. It's called an opposition. It's usually kind of difficult to, on its own. It's usually kind of tense. Then at 90 degrees here, we've got Mars and Uranus hanging out and it's called the T-square because we've got Mars and Uranus is forming a square to the sun and Mars and Uranus is forming a square to the moon. So the, you know, the sun and the moon are having their own sort of little kind of tension or conflict. And then we've got Mars and Uranus that are adding, like, they're just sort of like shit talking more, you know, and so there's a lot of frustration in the sky. There aren't great aspects for this moon. It can be kind of dramatic now because we have Mars squaring off during this full moon, you know, there may be, you know, Mars is a planet of aggression. And when it's not making, you know, Mars at its best is passion and sex and drive. And like, I'm going to fucking do this thing. Cause I feel really passionate about it at its worst. It's like, I'm going to fuck you up because I can't handle my aggression. And I'm like super aggro. So Mars is a little bit irritated right now and it's, you know, paired up with Uranus in the sky. So we might see people just sort of like, kind of like moodiness, basically, like flipping on a dime with their emotions. Full moons tend to make people a little bit emotional anyway. So we've got Mars and Uranus that's just sort of adding this aggressive and this unpredictable aspect to it. this full moon is at nine degrees and we also have a conjunction between the sun and jupiter so when we're looking at a conjunction between the sun and jupiter a conjunction is when those planets are right next to each other and the sun again is our egos and it's sort of like our vitality and our identities and jupiter makes things bigger it makes them expand so you know this conjunction on its own it's really good because it's sort of like we're you know we're excited to put um our work out there, we're we're feeling good about ourselves, we're feeling optimistic about ourselves. But on another hand, this could create inflated egos. And there could be sort of like people running around with inflated egos, pissing off other people. So it's just sort of like a high tension sort of full moon. On top of that, we have, you know, we have Venus has lined up with Pluto. And Venus is, you know, in a lot of ways, the planet of love and relationships. And Pluto is sort of like the destroyer. Pluto wants everything to die so it could be reborn. So when we're looking at a Venus-Pluto conjunction, we're looking at either your relationship becomes renewed, you have some sort of difficulty or obstacle in your relationship and you move past it and now you're stronger and you have a better understanding. And worst case scenario, I, I'm calling this a breakup, a breakup full moon because egos are inflated aggression is sort of, you know, on the table. And then we've got Pluto and Venus lined up That's sort of wanting us to, it's sort of wanting to kill off some of of the romantic stuff that's happening right now. So
0: So, uh, let me interject, mm -hmm. how is this going to attack the political system that's going on that's all new right now?
1: Well, I think that, you know, we do have some healing that can come with Venus and Pluto because Venus can be a lot of self-love and it can be sort of about like shedding pain. I think that, you know, one of the, one of the hangups for us is that we have this T-square happening and that's where I'm seeing more of the political stuff happen because that feels a little bit more like a Uranus thing because Uranus is wanting us to evolve and change and move forward. Um, and that feels more like, i think people are really frustrated that now we're learning that a lot of republicans who said that they would vote to impeach trump are now backpedaling and so i think that like we are sort of having to resolve what you know what our personal issues and personal feelings around that are a pluto venus conjunction can actually be really wonderful it's a really good time to sort of like release pain from the past so you know i know that we asked about politics um but i'm kind of going to tie relationships into this as well that if like you have had struggles within your relationship up to this point this is a good time to sort of like clean the slate and just decide like you know this thing sucked and we went through it now we're going to move forward or like we had this argument but now we're going to resolve it we're going to decide not to bring up that thing anymore and we're going to move forward so it can be it can be a really beautiful renewing type of energy it just depends on. You know how you work it and how you know how it hits your chart as well anyone who any planet that you have uh, that is within five degrees of nine degrees because that's where this full moon is happening any planets that you have within um, i guess that would be four and 14 degrees uh, is going to be a direct hit to your chart uh, you'll also want to look at which of your which house in your chart is ruled by Leo. For all of you people who do work with your natal charts and want to understand it more thoroughly, you'll want to look at you know which house in your chart is ruled by Leo, and that will sort of give you more of an indication of what aspect of your life is being affected. Um, but when it comes to this Pluto and Venus conjunction, that's at 25 degrees, so. I would say, you know, anything from 20 20 degrees Capricorn to 29 degrees, I don't really like to have the energy carry over when we switch signs. So that's sort of what's going on with the full moon. I will say that we do have Mercury going retrograde on the 30th as well. And this Mercury is going retrograde in Aquarius. So... (laughs) I think we probably will see more fanaticism coming out, uh, you know, on a political level, which I know is sort of what you were asking about. I think that when we have a retrograde, it's sort of like, you know, the past of like what the things that we think we're over can sort of like come back to make us deal with them and sort them out. And I don't know if you read this or not, but there is a like, basically, they issued a domestic terrorism warning, like they, they issued like a bulletin the government did. I don't remember exactly what program it was, because I, I read the article earlier, and I didn't retain all of the information in terms of like what the system that they used was called. But basically, like a bulletin against domestic terrorism was issued because they were worried about Trump extremists doing something in the next couple of weeks. So the government is even sort of like, hey, look out, like, we might see some extremism coming up. And I think that that could probably coincide with Mercury retrograde.
0: Gotcha, that's intense.
1: Yeah, it's an, you know, it's kind of an intense year just because we have, um, I actually talked to this really brilliant astrologer the other day, I'm gonna be releasing an episode with him for the Glittercast, but he was so fucking good, Sal, that like, I want him to come on our show. He's just like this, you know, started doing astrology. He's like an old timer, you know, and he's like a quantum astrologer. He was talking about quantum physics and its relation to astrology. And he was like making all of these really crazy, brilliant, wonderful, insightful observations. And one of the things that he was talking about is that we do have sort of like, you know, Saturn, which is, you know, you know, is the planet of restriction. It's the planet of authority. It's the planet of you know, what keeps, what keeps our, what keeps our society moving. It's forming a square, which again is, is, is a difficult aspect to Uranus, which wants things to evolve and it wants things to evolve quickly. And it wants there to be a resolution to a problem immediately. And so we have Saturn sort of being like, no, we're not doing this. And Uranus like, yeah, we're fucking moving forward. And they're just sort of like butting heads. And so well, I like- sort yeah, we're going to have a lot of start and stop this year. And we're going to have a lot of conflict, I think, coming through because of that.
0: Wow. That's pretty intense.
1: <laughs> <Right on. laughs> that was a good one this week. Yeah, there was a lot to work with. That was nice. Yeah.
0: for sure. Um, so you want to go in and start hitting some questions out because I know we've got some stacked up and then maybe we can, we can talk about some other stuff after that.
1: Yeah, even if we have time, because we already have seven questions, and I'm sure you guys are going to start bringing them in. We welcome your questions. We always do. So we have actually a couple of questions that were thrown into the ring by one person. His name's Jeremy. And so I figured I'd just go down and sort of read all of those out. He, he, he sent three questions, and I'll do them one by one. Um, what makes you prefer cedar over sage for cleansing a home? You both seemed very adamant about this.
0: I just sage for me, first of all, it's, I mean, sage has just been really, you know, forced down people's throats for so long now, it's just getting to be a bit ridiculous. Um, I think sage itself is a wonderful herb. I mean, I use it in some Hecate blends um, that I make, but you know, it's also absolutely just balls to the wall bleach out work, you know, it when you when you break out sage, it's just absolute. I think cedar, cedar has more of a calmative effect, almost like the Palo Santo does. And and the aromaticness of the of the cedar even makes it lighter to deal with. And uh, I, I just think it's just a, a little bit more easier on the magical palette where sage is just absolutely aggressive and martial. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's a time or place thing with Sage.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely usually you know, if I was going to advise someone, I would say only use Sage if you very first, you know, move into a place or if there's yeah. a really bad breakup and you don't even want the good memories of that relationship to, to yeah. I I will I will sage my house maybe every year or two just because that makes sense. I kind of like I kind of like starting with a clean state and maybe it's because I'm a Scorpio um, and I kind of every once in a while, I just want that entire destruction and I want Mm -hmm. that completely, you know, fresh palette to work with. But if I'm just, you know, or if I'm like cleansing a new magical object, I'll use sage and just sort of like spot clean, you know, I won't go through the whole house. But, um, you know, if there's someone that I've had in my house that spends a lot of time in my house that I just don't want in my energy anymore at all. Um, you know, I, 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 staged my house earlier in the summer cause there was, you know, there was someone I just wanted completely out of the house and mm-hmm. not romantic, but, was um, someone I just wanted completely, I want their energy out of the house. And I'll do that. If there's yeah. someone who just don't want any memories of that person, I just sage it. Um, so it just depends on, I think it just depends on personal taste at that point, but I agree with you, Sal, that usually I'll use cedar or juniper if I don't want to go with sage cause it's smoother.
0: Yeah, it's just a smoother environment and it's just nicer to me. Um, you know, in sages, I don't think I don't ever use it because I, I totally use it, but it's not always, you know, sometimes they use it in blends with other things um, when I want a specific intention to come from it because, you know, it, it isn't just Marshall. It's also Venusian, you know, it has dual yeah. planets, you know, but it, it's just such an aggressive act, you know, it's just, it, it just it's cut and dry, you know, and I, I think that sometimes... People, when they do that too much, it can really, it can really just wipe you out. That's why I just try to have people be careful with it.
1: All right. So bonus question for me. Did you do anything special on Bowie's birthday? I poured him a drink on his shrine. Every day is David Bowie's birthday in this house. Um, but I, you know, I lit a little birthday candle, I poured him a drink and I just had him, I feel like more in my consciousness and more in my thoughts, but I didn't feel like I had to go into a ritual, um, for it or anything like that. Um, So who
0: can answer this, 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 um, here's a little, uh, a little, a little question to ask people to get them thinking without looking on the internet. What Bowie album just had its 45th anniversary last week? Come on, Bowie fans. I don't have that. Station to Station. I was thinking stations to Station, <laughs> say it. That's, That's my favorite Bowie album. And actually, it just got reproduced so on red vinyl. Oh, and, uh, really? Yeah, I'm a huge Station to Station fan. It's my favorite one. But yeah, it was 45 last week.
1: Um. OK. Are you ready for the next question?
0: Sure.
1: I know we have a slew of questions coming. I told you, when you were like, what are we going to talk about today? I was like, it's going to be all questions. I know it's going to be all questions. Um, OK. Can you talk a little bit about disposing of materials used in ritual?
0: Say that one more time.
1: Can you talk a little bit about disposing of materials used in ritual, used in a ritual?
0: Sure. Um, from my perspective, like um, working with the kate, one of the things that I I do very often, um, and a lot of, at least Tecatean witches do, is all the all the stuff that's melted in the in the bottom of the candle holder all the leftover herbs all the ash from the incense that all is an offering to her. I put it together into one pot and then I give it up as an offering to her. So I use it. I basically use it again.
1: Mm -hmm. You know I um I have a little clay black Jar that I put all my, you know, all my stuff in, all my wax drippings, all my whatever mm-hmm. incense and fern, and I leave it in there until it fills up, and then I'll bury it somewhere.
0: Yeah, just, I, I, I use it. it. I use it regularly because it, that's just one of the things that she 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 asks for. I somehow.
1: thought about, yeah, I thought about saving stuff for her. I don't work with her to the extent that you do, but I will leave her offerings here and mm-hmm. there. I like, I'm like a dabbler compared to you. You know what I mean? So
0: at this point, it's just, it's just, that's my religion. It's, you know,
1: mm-hmm. that old
0: timey religion.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm noncommittal with my deities. I like, yeah. to, I like to sleep around. I've never
0: had any deity besides her. I don't really know what that's like.
1: I've only really ever worked with Pan, other than other than her and Pan, I feel I feel pretty connected to Pan.
0: Yeah, Pan's pretty awesome. He's so is Hermes.
1: I feel like right, Pan Hermes. is my full moon deity and Hikate is my new moon deity.
0: That's cool. That's kind of cool. cool. What was the other question that he had?
1: Um, the, well, those. What? Well, we already got through all the other questions from Jeremy, but this does sort of lead into. The next question, where we were, this is, uh, I don't know who wrote this, I didn't, I left out their name. Um, do you keep offerings on your altar or do you leave them at the crossroads? If you leave them on your altar, what do you do with them when you are done with the spell?
0: Um, I. Well, like I said, I use my, I, I, you know, I pull things together and use those as offerings, but when the offerings go, some things will go bad quick and I can't quite make it to the crossroads that we usually go with uh, or go to. Um, so if that's the case, um, like on my Depnon, I will take it to my, I'll take the eggs to my local park and I will leave them inside a hollow of an old uh, tree trunk every, every morning after every Depnon. Um, and that's, you know, things like that, perishables, I, I leave up there pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with like, you know, wine um, I'll pour it into a Tupperware and then bring it up and dump it off. Um, I try to give it back a lot of times when we're at the store and we're doing rituals here. We always leave offerings to the tree out in front of the of the store.
1: Yeah, if you come to the store, you're like, "Why the fuck are all these eggs out here?" It's because
0: it's-, <laughs> it's. because I was doing depon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Or wine, or uh, uh, Scarlet. One time, left uh, chicken hearts. Sorry. Sorry about that, yeah.
1: yeah. And then the of rest it. of them ended up in the fridge. And yeah. for like two weeks, we were like, why does it smell weird up here? why does it smell weird up here? And then I went to put something in the mini fridge and like we got blasted with the smell of old chicken hearts. And I was like, God damn it, it smells like shit up here. <laughs> <they're> <laughs>
0: Scarlett did that and then left. It was so fucked yeah.
1: up. Yeah, yeah. Shows how often that fridge gets used. It's just to keep, just to store chicken hearts that we forget about.
0: Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, so that's what I do with them. I definitely, you know, I'll I'll look at what what is perishable, and then I will dispose of them appropriately. Mm-hmm. I just drop some selenite, um, Yeah. So where are we next?
1: Um. Hello, Renee and Sal. hope you're doing well. Questions for the show. Ever since I read Peter Gray's Apocalyptic Witchcraft, I've been thinking about how it's important to me to give back to the planet using magic and witchcraft. What are your thoughts on this type of work? If you were going by if you were going by to perform a ritual to heal the earth, what would you do? <clears throat> I've actually led a group ritual. When we had the fires in Australia, when Australia was like basically completely on fire, I led mm-hmm. a group ritual, at, it was actually a comedy show that's called Full Moon Comedy. And they have a comedy show, but in the middle is a halftime show. They have like a witch or a psychic or whatever come up. And so they asked me to be like the halftime show thing. And so, because we had all of these fires going on in Australia and I and you know I say I did a group ritual I use that term loosely because I had 10 minutes and it was people who weren't expecting to do witchcraft you know what I mean so it's sort of like give or take what you want within the situation it is what it was but I took um I took some water and I took some cinnamon and I basically you know the cinnamon was supposed to be a representation of um the fire and then the water was supposed to be sort of like a, a representation of like our emotions. And so I had basically everyone channel their emotions, channel their sorrow into the water and sort of visualize rain coming over to the fire. And then to siphon the energy of the fire, I had everyone sort of take a pinch of the cinnamon and sprinkle it over their heads and sort of imagine them taking a piece of the energy that the fire is generating for their own will, for their own sort of like creative spark or what, you know, whatever the the fire meant to them. I, I kind of gave them a list of like, you know, you can use it for your creativity, your passion, your drive. Like these are, these are the, you know, what fire creates in us. This is what it represents. And so I basically had us do a meditation where everyone tried to take away energy from the fire and give their sorrow and pain to energize rain clouds to bring rain to Australia. And then Um, I took the water that everyone sort of directed their sadness to and I uh, lit a candle that was supposed to be a representation of the situation of the fires. And I put that water in a bowl and I put the candle in the middle of the bowl so that when it burnt out, it was the water that extinguished the flame and didn't burn down all the way. So that's an example that I can give where I've sort of tried to use magic to to give
0: back to the earth. Wow. That's a, that's a really good, I mean, that, that is a way much more thorough answer than I would give um, for sure. And that was beautiful. That was, that's really good witchcraft. Um, For me, um, I think trying to do um, stuff that is, you know, healing back the earth um, and, you know, bringing back that, which has been depleted. Um, I've done in the past things with like, with, with with my other coven's and and back in my earlier days, um, where we plant stuff, we'd actually we'd actually go to places where we do a tree line, and plant things in, and just trying to harvest the goodness. Um, you know, I remember doing a lot of work like that up in Witch's Wood, which is up in um, up here in uh, like going up the one o one. It's where the old Renfair site is. It's called Paramount Ranch. Where they used to film the show called Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman back in the day. And so, anyways, that's where they film that place is where our old my old covenant members used to meet. And so we would, we would do like a mile walk of silence to the hill that we would do our work on. And when we do that, we would literally, you know, our high priest of that group was very druid-based in a modern sense of the word. And uh, we just, you know, invoked silence and just harmony to try to bring um just to try to bring health back to the earth as we walked it so that that's kind of the way we did it you know and of course and on the on the certain holidays like the Beltane you know when I, I remember I mean this is going back some years but we would create a shield and a gig which is basically a hole in the earth which is basically the womb of the earth and we would erect the uh maypole in the shield and the gig. And what we'd do is we'd fill it with corn uh, to symbolically impregnate the earth to, br- to bring that's fertility cool. back to the world. Yeah, that's cool.
1: that is cool. so that's definitely
0: what I did. Huh?
1: I also think that it's just important to be mindful yeah. of how you, know, how you yeah. live your life. You know, if you have a dog, get biodegradable shit bags. You know what I mean? Like little things like that, that can sort of lower your waste. You know, if, if do you drink LaCroix all the time? get us out of stream. Don't be going through cans and cans and cans and cans and cans. cans. So I think there's like, you know, there's magic you can use, but there's also, you know, trying to bring a little bit of mindfulness into what you- Mindfulness?
0: See, uh, like the other day, I mean, like this is a typical, like when I think of like mindfulness that I don't even think about, um, um, is, uh, and this sounds really lame and simple, but the other day I was walking up my Pathway to the house, and there was a bee that was really slow and walking, and it wasn't flying. And I picked it up and put it on a flower. Yeah, I mean, I know it sounds lame, but oh, they're endangered. <laughs> you know, you know, I did it because it just he he needed help. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: So those course. are the kind of things. You know, it's ritual. Every it's things every day that we need to do. Yeah, and I think that could be a focus. Good yeah. question, though.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, you could also you could also donate a specific amount of money to an environmental cause and use it as your offering. We you know we've talked yeah. about that before, offerings and stuff That's like
0: sacrifices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: Yeah. I think charitable great. offerings are some of the best offerings you can do. Cause it's just like, Oh yeah. Like
0: <laughs> that's, <laughs>
1: um, this, is the, this is the last question we had that was pre-sent. How important is it to charge your crystals under the full moon? That's all you. I mean, I think it depends on what your relationship to the crystal is. I like to I like to charge mine under the full moon. I don't necessarily do my personal crystals every full moon. I'm always charging the crystals that I use in my uh, products online because it's part of you know it's part of what you're buying is I, I charge my crystals and I bless them and I, and I you know put good stuff into them but I think it just depends on your relationship to your crystals. I do think that like, you know, if I feel like a crystal isn't working for me the same way that it normally is, I try to charge it just to give it, it's like, I feel like it's feeding it. But again, I think it just depends on your own personal relationship. I, a lot of times will just open my window, like open my shades. My shades are pretty much always open anyway though, just cause I like the sun and the moon. In your be bedroom? In my office.
0: Oh, yeah. I <laughs>
1: uh, no, in my office, it's kind of like my room, it's my sacred. it's my space, you know, um, but I always have the blinds open just because I like, I like that my office and the place where I do magic is getting sunlight and getting moonlight every day. So if you don't, you know, don't necessarily have the ability to leave your crystals out. I think it's okay to put them on a windowsill as well. But again, if you don't think that you want to charge your crystals and you don't feel like it's necessary to you, then don't. I charge
0: any of my working stones. I have a really large bowl Mm -hmm. and I have an effigy of Hecate and she sits in the center of it and I fill it with that and she charges them for me.
1: Nice, yeah.
0: That's just how I do it. Some people just
1: get selenite bowls as well, which selenite is sort of supposed to be like, I mean, selenite is supposed to be like, kind of like the moon in a crystal. So some people just keep their stones in a selenite bowl and they let it be cleansed and charged that way just by keeping them in there.
0: Which is kind of funny because in some ways, selenite is the antithesis of the moon because the moon represents the the element of water and selenite you can't put in water because it will dissipate.
1: That is kind of funny. That is That's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, I definitely just put them around my around the Hecate statue. Um, what are the next ones?
1: We're going live now. We're going to the live question. Right. I think we have a pretty good amount. Um, we have a question. Can you discuss major aspects in a natal chart?
0: That's yeah. all you. <laughs> I'll step back from this.
1: So there's, I'm like, do I have a chart? Hold on, I must have a chart somewhere around here. Hold on, let me grab
0: one. Okay. Meanwhile, I'll give you some entertainment. Da, 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 da. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry, guys, because I was in such a weird mood. I didn't shave today. I'm, I'm, I'm in guy mode.
1: That's okay. I don't think anyone. It's feel really there.
0: weird that I'm kind of like grubby looking, but my hair is all flat and not bouncy, and I'm kind of <laughs> facial haired. So sorry.
1: They're here for the knowledge. Yeah, They're here for the knowledge. Okay, so when we're looking at a circle chart, we'll have all of these sort of little lines that are connecting different planets. We've got, you know, anytime you see a red line, this is gonna be sort of like a difficult aspect. So we have squares and we have oppositions. Oppositions are going to be when, it's sort of like like a full moon, when a planet or a luminary, a luminary is the center of the moon, are directly facing off each other in the cosmos. And that's 180 degrees or within five degrees at either direction, that's called an orb. It's a unit of measurement. And so um, like an example of this is like Jupiter is at 25 degrees here and the sun is at 28 degrees here. So that's within orb uh, because that's within three degrees of 180 degrees of each other. And opposition, you know, it's sort of like these two planets are facing off at each other. So they're like, it's almost like they're getting ready to fight. You know what I mean? Like there's no, you, you are being confronted with this situation. Your energy is not able to pass through freely because there's something right, standing right in front of you that you have to deal with it before you can, you know, continue on your path. So if you're, you know, if you're Jupiter over here and you're trying to move forward and the sun's right here, it's blocking your path. That's where your challenge is, um, And so when we have, you know, when we have sort of like the sun and Jupiter here in opposition to each other, that could be this person has issues with an inflated ego or this person is pessimistic because The sun, a lot of the times rules the ego and Jupiter makes things bigger. And since they're You know, they're not working together. They're working against each other. They sort of create this little bit of an explosion when they meet up. That's, you know, that's where in lies the challenge. Now there's a lot of different things that go into understanding these aspects and literally I could do an entire hour just talking about that. And I don't, we're not gonna go there right now, we're not gonna get that in depth. Um, that's an example of how those aspects work. We have squares, which are 90 degrees. Um, and those are again a challenge because it's sort of like um, you've got an energy trying to go this way and then you've got an energy trying to go this way and they square off. And again, it's, so it's a challenge. Uh, and it's for me, I, I sort of feel like there's a challenge and you either step up to it and you deal with it or you try to skirt around it, but it's gonna come back and find you again anyway. So a square is just a little bit of a difficulty. Um, sextiles are nicer. They're um, 60 degrees of one another. And it's basically just sort of like they're, you know, they're, hel- they're helping each other, it's, it's a light aspect, it's a supportive aspect. And um, then we also have trines. Um let's see. And those are 120 degrees, I believe. I am like I'm feeling I'm feeling bad. I'm, they're 120 degrees. I'm like 80% positive. But um, a trine again is going to be helpful. It's very similar to a sextile. Uh, sometimes if you see like when you see grand trines, that's very nice, especially because you have you have a trine in your chart right because you're rising.
0: Uh, yeah about earth yeah
1: and so a trine is going to be nice because we're working within the same element you know and so we're going to get along in that way Mm -hmm. um and then if we're looking at the um we're looking at uh, quinn clumps that's another aspect that i use that's going to be 150 and it's awkward, and, and it's just like a, a level of disharmony. And so, you know, you can kind of, if you if you look in your chart and you and you're seeing a blue line or you're seeing a nice term like sextile or trine, it's helpful. If you're if you're getting more of a harsh word or a red line and you're hearing opposition or square, there's difficulty there. There's there's conflict there. The energy doesn't flow easily. Um, one major aspect that I always look out for is conjunctions. It's when a planet is within five degrees in the same sign, like within five degrees of each other, right on top of each other. If we're looking at a new moon, that's an exact conjunction because the moon aligns with the sun. And those are when two planets are really just going to amp each other up, sort of egg each other on, give each other more energy. And so it's like these two planets are coming together to make like almost like a super, uh, just sort of like jam packed with energy. And so it's a little bit of a PowerPoint in your chart, if you happen to have that in your chart. Uh, sometimes if you have a planet going super close to the sun, it can get a little bit trickier, but I feel like, you know, that's sort of in a nutshell, those are what the aspects look like. Wow. And uh, yeah, the the degree, I always see it within five degrees. It depends on what kind of a chart you pull. Some, you know, sometimes if you pull a chart from the internet, there they'll i've seen orbs as big as 10 degrees and i don't like make i don't like measuring my aspects that far apart i don't see the point so i keep it within five degrees if that makes sense
0: that's pretty intense man yeah that was some some college stuff right there
1: it's uh it was when i was learning astrology i felt so overwhelmed that i would get like hot flashes because i felt like i was never going to learn But, you know, now I've been doing it for four years. So I feel like that's a bachelor's degree. And so now it's like, (laughs) now it makes sense. But that's why if you are going to learn astrology, you really have to be committed and you really have to have patience with yourself. I would go to, I would go to um, my astrology study group and I wouldn't know what the fuck anyone was talking about, but I would still go just so I was hearing the terms and just so I was like immersing myself in it, just, you know, and picked it up finally.
0: Wow. Man. So uh, like how many, how many degrees are, how many degrees are the planets to Kevin Bacon?
1: To Kevin Bacon? Yeah. <laughs> I think mean, okay. is it supposed to
0: be six. Is that, that what it good. is? Yeah. <laughs> I'm being a goof. I know. I, mean, I, I love I'm your stuff. That's some college stuff, man. You make my brain fry. You know, yeah. it's like when you're talking about Kabbalah, but man, when you get into that, it's it, you're way ahead of my world and uh, I have a lot of respect for that which is kind of it cool it's like,
1: why we're combining forces so we can take over. No. <laughs> All right.
0: so what's up now
1: um let's see this is another question for me what space do you set up for readings do you cast circle etc um I don't cast a circle when I'm, when I'm at home, I'm in my office, which feels just like a very, like I'm, the energy here is very curated. The aesthetics are very curated to be a space that I feel comfortable in, that I feel like I can be open in. But honestly, when it comes to, when it comes to doing a reading, I, I try to make sure that I meditate. If when I have people that I read for, that book in advance. This is a little bit harder to do at the shop because we have walk-ins. But when I have people that book through me online, I always have them send me a photo of themselves. And I take the photo and I sit with it for, you know, anywhere from a half hour to 15 minutes. And I do a meditation and I put myself in their energy and I take notes. I have notebooks, filled. literally notebooks filled with notes that I, that I take on my clients before I talk to them and I go through their chakras. I try to see, you know, if there's any information that I can pick up about what's going on around them, what's going on with their confidence, what's going on with their mental clarity, what behavioral patterns can I pick up on? And so for me, it's not always about where I am because when I go out of town and I travel, I'm in a space that's completely different so it's more about taking those you know that time before i read someone to uh to just meditate and channel their energy one thing that i used to do when i was you know starting out and you know now i feel like i can pretty much take a deep breath and focus my my you know my skill set and i can pretty much start to get information right away But when I felt like I was still building up to that point, when I was still trying to get in my my groove and strengthen my abilities, I would do this thing where I would visualize golden roots coming out of the bottom of my feet, you know, going through the floorboards, going through the foundation of my house, going through different layers of sediment down to like the core of the earth. And then I would visualize sort of like a tree coming up and, and That would be more of a silver energy going into going into the cosmos and I would build this tree around me in my mind's eye and I would build almost like an office made out of a tree and then I would, you know, in my mind's eye open the door and invite the energy of the person that I was going to read in. When I'm at the shop, I just make sure that I meditate for a few minutes when I get there, you know, I mean Sal seen me I come up okay i'm going upstairs i'm going to set up I light an incense I light some candles. I meditate for a couple of minutes and then I'm good to go. But, you know, I've been, I learned how to channel when I was 12, maybe, maybe younger. So, you know, I I was doing meditations that took me to the astral plane when I was very, very young and I was doing it for fun. So I'm sort of at a place now where I can just sort of slide into, I can turn it on and off in my brain, you know? And I think that it's more about the meditation that you do than casting a circle or setting space. I think that just knowing your energy and knowing other people's energy and knowing how to decipher the two is going to be the thing that takes you there. And that comes with meditation, daily meditation. Um, okay. They're like all questions for me right now. I'm so sorry, Sal.
0: I don't care. I'm good with that.
1: Okay. Um, Renee, can you talk about empty houses in astrology, for example, if someone doesn't have planets or aspect in the fifth house does that mean they are not creative. So the fifth house does create, you know, it does rule creative expression. Um, and self expression. It also can rule if you have children. I don't see it that way. I don't see it as an empty house. Sometimes I see it as the universe is just giving you free will in that area. It's you're just sort of give like you're sort of just, you know, having permission to um, kind of do, you know, whatever it is that you want to do in those realms. Now, if we're looking, you know, if you're feeling like your fifth house is lacking, well, you know, that house is typically ruled by Leo. So then I would say, OK, well, do I have any planets in Leo in a different house? And that can sort of help you understand your fifth house a little bit more or because Leo is ruled by the sun. So that makes, you know, that makes the sun a ruler of the fifth house. I would look at where your son is. And that can give you a little bit more indication about, you know, if you don't have anything in your fifth house, where can you pull energy from to sort of compensate for that? Or you could just get, you know, get a reading with me and I'll help and I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> all right. Um, I think those are it for Renee questions.
0: I thought you said there was a lot more.
1: No, I said there was there was another, I was like, sorry. Um,
0: so uh, it gives me, I think it's good that you get to do this. Sometimes it doesn't always have to be me talking and running a discussion. You have a lot to say and a lot of people can listen and learn from you. And that's important.
1: It's nice to have the stage. I don't mind the stage. Okay. Here we have another question. If you accidentally cut yourself, do you use your blood or, f- or flesh in spell or ritual? Would this be considered sympathetic magic? And can you even do sympathetic sympathetic magic on yourself to give your spell working more oomph?
0: 100% you could, but I'm not gonna, every time I cut myself, I'm too paranoid about going, oh my God, oh my God, this fucking hurts. Oh my God, Jesus, God, uh, 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 uh. freaking out. I don't wanna look because it's bleeding. So No, I'm not gonna do ritual then. Um you know, it, 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 I, I don't like cutting myself at all. Um, I, um, went through an initiation right with some certain lifestyle choices I made in the past with another person, and we were going to be blood bound. And uh, I was we were, the, the concept was we were supposed to prick our fingers with the thorn of a rose, and I couldn't do it. So I kept taking the rose and scraping myself on the arm, <laughs> <laughs> to get the blood to come up because I'm a pussy with that shit. Um, so, <laughs> finger either Uh, i hate that i hate that stuff that finger stuff i don't know no i don't want to hear that makes me wheezy but Mm -hmm. like um yeah it's sympathetic for sure but then so is spitting in a cup you know Mm -hmm. it doesn't you know it it doesn't have to be blood people are caught up on the whole blood thing because it supposedly runs our life well you know what if you had no spit in your body you wouldn't be alive either you know what i mean It, it it all keeps us alive so You don't have to bleed every time you want to do ritual to, you know, pull out a piece of hair, pull out, you know, any, anything that comes off your body, conjunctivitis. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's coming out of you. That's sympathetic. And it's gross, but it's true.
1: Yeah. I definitely think that if you cut yourself, you could, you know, if you wanted to grab a candle really quickly. And I've 100% done this where I cut myself and I grabbed a candle and I just sort of dressed it quickly and then put it to the side. So it had my blood on it. And then I like, Actually, dressed it with oils later. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have done that. This is making me think of a story, though. When we were at the old shop, and you made a shit ton ah! of dragon's blood, I came into the shop, oh. and Sal had made this huge thing of dragon's blood, and it was all over his hands, and he was really quiet. And he was like, "Hey, hey, come here." I think I cut myself and I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I think I cut myself really bad. And I was like, Oh my God, are you okay? And I went over and he was just like, yeah. And then he chased me around we the fucking store and I was like, what is going on? And then he was like writing sigils on his, like, I was like, what is hell? And I was like
0: two months. I have a into picture of job. that actually. Huh? I have a picture of it.
1: Yeah. I think I have a picture of it somewhere too. But I was like, I was like two months into the job and I was like, okay, this is, this is where I need to be
0: it was so fun but yeah that was making the purge,
1: mm-hmm. purge
0: the purge oil I
1: and it was now dragon's i'm looking for the picture that was dragon's blood for some reason
0: well it is dragon's blood is made it, it's purge. dragon's blood is the component the main component of purge mm-hmm. it was just a it's a, a a mixture i created and uh that's kind of funny that you said that so yeah i just don't purposely ever cut myself or and if i do I am freaking out about it. I am a pussy when it comes to that shit. And I just am. I don't yeah. want to see my blood. I, I go out of my way to make sure I never get scratched or cut or stabbed or pricked. Or This is another reason why I don't like doctors. And I don't go to doctors, you know. Um, for sure. I'm sorry. I'm digging for the picture as we talk. So yeah. I don't mean to be disrespectful. But I am just thought you guys would like to see that. The picture is just worth a thousand words. Let me see. I'm almost there.
1: Okay we have an I'll do another question while you're doing that. What does your tattoo say on your arm, Renee? It says in the land of gods and monsters I was an angel mm. so, The next quote the next verse is looking to get fucked hard. People always go ah and the next verse is looking to get fucked hard so
0: wow <laughs> ouch Well not ouch in a good way. Yeah <laughs> That's funny. Um, What is the next, do you have another question?
1: Um, As someone still in the beginning, this is from Seeker, we love Seeker.
0: Yeah, we love everybody, but yeah. We love
1: everyone, yeah. Seeker's just been around since the beginning and it's just been very interactive. Um, The tattoo question was from Dark Muse. Thank you, Dark Muse, for asking. Okay, Seeker wants to know, as someone still in the beginning stages of learning and practicing magic, how does one decide whether to join a lodge slash coven, or stay a, sol- a solo practitioner?
0: Word that one more time for me. I'm sorry, I know it was mouthy, but I want to hear it one more time.
1: That's okay. As someone still in the beginning stages of learning and practicing magic, how does one decide whether to join a lodge slash coven or stay a, sl- a solo practitioner?
0: Um, there is no rush to join a coven. Um, it's a very serious commitment. And I think it's something that you really um, need to think about um, if you're clear of mind and you, you know that's, that's your result and that's what you want, then yeah, step up to it, you know, but step up to a reputable um, lodge like, like, like an OTO lodge or a, a Golden Dawn lodge if you like that system that they work in. Um, but you know, especially covens, you know, covens are, are it, it doesn't come easy and any reputable coven's not just gonna let you walk in their front door. Um, my, you know, my coven was handpicked and built with a specific mindset, with specific, um, um, uh, what do they call them? Your What do they call when you, oh, Grace, help me. I know you can hear me. What do they call it when, you, when it talks about what the coven stands for? Manifesto. So you, we built our manifesto. And within the coven, you know, we're built, we, we built an elder group. And within that elder group, we, had a high, we have a high priestess. So you have to really, if you're walking into that, they have to accept you. So it's not gonna be that easy. So what I would say to you to start, read the fuck out of every book that you can get your hands on and let it be a book with some serious background in it. Not some buttercup like velvet book that says I'm a natural witch or something like that if you really want to understand coven life and work in that realm, pick up something like the witch's Bible by Janet Stuart Farrar and understand what it means to be in a coven and take your time. Cause eventually when you get in there, it, you have to understand that when, once you enter a coven, it's not just a bunch of friends doing work. There's hierarchies. Yeah. There's um, times when people be, it needs to be, um, Um, maybe have authority put on them by their high priestess. There, it's not always an easy thing, and you have to understand that that if you join a coven, you have to be really, really okay with the concept of somebody being in authority above you because any good coven has that. Yeah, you know, that's what comes, and this is where some people want to stay solitary. There's nothing wrong with solitary witchcraft. But, I'll tell, and, but I can tell you this being from both sides, being a solitary witch is great, but being in a coven is amazing. It's so amazing because when you really experience the hierarchical structure and watching people come in and be birthed and baptized in the craft, it's moving and it changes your entire life. So that's where I am with it.
1: Very nice. I've only ever been solitary. So I think you're probably the authority. Um, Renee, what are your favorite beginner books on astrology and tarot? Okay, so tarot, this is the only book I ever recommend. It's amazing. The person who wrote it is a fucking badass. Uh, Modern Tarot by Michelle T. It totally, it's just the best tarot book that I think is in existence. And she even gives like little rituals for like each card and, you know, how to work with the energy of the card if you pull it. And for astrology, you know, this is, this is the first astrology book I ever picked up and it was okay. Um, But upside down. Oh, it was okay. I really I don't have my copy up here, but what I what I tell my students to get, um, and a lot of my a lot of my students are interested in astrology for magical uses, uh, because one of the things that I teach my oh, hold on Voodoo found a crystal I don't want her to eat it come here.
0: <laughs> um, Voodoo got a crystal in your body happy to see me. She no, was like
1: out. she was like pawing at it and I could just tell she was gonna swallow it any second. She's getting big. Um, She is getting big. Um, I always tell my my students to get the astrology Bible and then to get the encyclopedia of magical herbs because it'll give you a planetary reference for each herb. We've talked about it so many different times on this. That's um,
0: my favorite book.
1: Yeah. So, you know, for me... Astrology, you know, the Astrology Bible, because I think it's good to have a really easy, quick reference book to use, but it's really hard to learn astrology without some sort of teacher or mentor. It's really hard. So I think that, you know, you might want to just consider signing up for some classes. I do teach astrology through the Haunted Diary Paranormal School, if that's something you want to look up, if you want to reach out to me with questions about it. My first season of witch doctorate was, I started witch doctorate, my, um, my other pod, one of my other podcasts, I started it because I wanted to focus on a different sort of witchy subject. And so my first season is about astrology. I wanted to do a, a new subject every season. And my first season about, is about astrology. So if you listen to the first season of witch doctorate, I go through, it's basically my journey learning astrology. So I go through astrology at a very beginner level. So that might be a good uh, tool for you to use as well. But classes, it's just really hard to avoid classes if you really wanna learn.
0: You should never avoid classes because that's what's really gonna teach you true witchcraft
1: mm-hmm.
0: as well. I mean, you need foundation. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be fooled by the word eclectic. Eclectic without foundation is sloppy it's it you know it it, to be truly eclectic you have to have something to build off of Mm -hmm. but what is the other
1: um what is your favorite way to connect with a new tarot deck i'm addicted to collecting new decks but i feel like my new decks don't quite connect with me like they should so what i do is i usually will dress a purple candle just because it's affiliated with intuition Uh, with anyway, with the system that I use. Um, And so you can use a purple candle or a lavender candle or, you know, white, even if you'd like. I usually dress my candle with pine oil and maybe a little bit of lavender and I will burn the candle with, you know, with the deck next to it. And I will also take whatever, whatever oil I used I like to take pine oil and rub it on my hands and just sort of rub it along the edges of my cards my cards always smell delicious like essential oils so I anoint them like they are magical tools I do rituals to you know to bless them and to connect with them like they're magical tools because to me they are so uh, other things that you can do is sleep with them next to your bed with them on your pillowcase I think a card a day is good too um I I tend to only buy tarot decks that I feel drawn to so I don't have a ton I think I've got you know maybe 10 decks but I'm not buying them up all the time I'm you know I'm just sort of buying a deck because it's art appeals to me so I think that that's an important thing to look at as well if the art speaks to you or not
0: Answer.
1: Um, let's see. Read
0: the next question. I have to let voodoo out. She's scratching at the door. The next question is wow, there's 18. Uh, let's see. We
1: have 18
0: questions. Oh yeah, it looks like it. Um, what does your tattoo say? La 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 crispy favorite beginner decks. Also, <laughs> what is your new yeah. way they're to kind of lot of gel Ray lyrics? Um um, Thomas Frank Rodriguez asks, I'm reading the psychic Bible and Genesis talks about faith. Do you believe in faith or do you have a different take on this belief? Faith. Wow. Um, And We're not talking about the song by George Michael. We're Uh, actually talking about faith. Well, um let's get a little esoteric here on what we're talking about. Like faith, usually when one has faith, Jen had faith, you know, uh, she was amazing. Um, You know, faith is what gets you through the night. Faith is what moves you when nothing else does. Faith is the banister in the hallway of life. So when you fall something, you can grab it. So you don't hit the ground. Um, Sometimes you need to hit the ground though. Um, Mm -hmm. You need to have your faith. And I completely believe in that. Um, Had you asked me this in the nineties, I would have probably said no. Um, But I've grown a lot magically since then. And um, definitely my faith is Hikate. My faith is my religion. And I'm a very much, you know, I was joking about it today. It give me, give me that old time religion because I'm at the juncture in my life where I'm a lot older than most of the people watching this show. And you want to cling to something, you want you want to start looking at that. And and at this point in my life, my faith make gets me through every day. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: yeah, I mean I think that I mean, do you have a different take on faith or belief? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think faith is about trust in a lot of ways. And I think that, you know, faith also faith, well, faith- also
0: I think you're right, but the, but I think he's talking about spiritual faith, not faith in something concrete.
1: No, that's what I mean. Faith in faith in like on a spiritual level, faith you know trust that the. What's trust. trust? Huh? I,
0: I think it, well, I mean, it's a difference of opinion, but I mean, it's way more than trust. It's it, it, it gives you life. It's what any religious person has.
1: Right, but I think I think that like for me, faith and trust are interconnected because I feel like you know I have faith sure. that. I faith that even though I am not necessarily seeing 100% what the path is in front of me, like I trust that it's going to go in a way that is either beneficial or will teach me something. Does that make sense? So faith and trust to me are very much combined.
0: Yes. They're one in that way for sure. Um, But you know, I definitely believe in having a faith in my faith. Uh, And I don't believe that everybody needs to have one. Some people can do fine without it. But for me at this juncture in my life, it is completely there. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Good question.
1: I think it helps with optimism too. I think that having faith and it, it, it makes you a more optimistic, chilled out person. I was an atheist well, for many years as well. So I think that, like, yeah. you know.
0: I don't mind having faith in myself either though, you know, oh, part yeah. of being on yeah. the satanic yeah. series, you know, it's a great idea. But, um, you know, this is also like, And I bring this up all the time. And sometimes I get an eye roll from people. But I mean, especially in the modern time, witchcraft is a philosophical, spiritual, theosophical, faith-based situation. But the act of witchcraft to me is completely not unless I want it to be. You know, it's just, it's like a math equation to me. That's why I don't, I try not to bother my, you know, my goddess with things every time I do it. So, any, any more questions?
1: No, I think that's it. And we're already at, you know, at almost an hour and 15. So I think it's a good time to wrap. I don't think we have enough time to touch on, you know, our topic and... Yeah. All that's right. for sure. we so that's the first one. Instagram.
0: This is like, Renee, I think I ble- I'm bleeding. And then yeah. I this. It looks like serious blood work.
1: I might even have a photo of you, like of you and I, too. Yeah, it's yeah. freaked
0: out. I mean, it gets so heavy duty.
1: Yeah.
0: And there's yeah. the hikate.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, you wrote that.
0: Like, oh my god, It's freaking out. That was that was so funny. It looked like a murder scene, mm. you know um, funny times. And that was the blade. Nice. But it does look, it does look really bad. It really, really does. I was just like, oh, and then I ended with this. Oh, well, that's pretty. But, um, <laughs> the, the denial of the Trinity. Um, you know what I'd love to talk about next time. I think we should do a really good show on, um, the different perspectives of Satanism.
1: Maybe we should do more because um, Valentine's Day is coming up. Maybe we should do that for after the love magic yeah. and stuff like that comes up, but I would be okay with that.
0: Um, okay. I think that'd be great. I think that to, to end this out before we are done for the day, I think we should remind everybody because it is next week that in bulk is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't, we we did not, we were not ready for this. Um, we, we uh, actually didn't plan out what we should have, um, but in bulk is coming. <laughs>
1: We both had a, a week, we'll say that, Well, but we both yeah, had a week
0: going on. it's been a bit intense, um, but, you know, this is an SBAT, you know, it's a quarter point in between winter solstice and the Beltane, and, you know, this is where you're starting to prep for your coming year of planting, and, and uh, the Beltane is, you know, coming very quick. And when that comes, that's always a great time. That's a, you know, that, that's a major sabbat. But um, we didn't have time to talk about it, but it is in our in our hearts. Sorry, we we didn't t- discuss that this week. Um, but thank you guys all for being there. Yeah, thank you for awesome. constantly being around uh, and the shadow crew coming through as always. Great questions tonight. Chris Hall, I wanna give a special, and a little extra shout out to you. Thank you for connecting and um, Thank you for actually buying something from the Crooked Path in the United States when you're all the way across the pond. Um, that was really cool. Nice. You are definitely part of the Shadow Crew. And if we ever get t-shirts made, you will get one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you, Renee, for a great, you ran it tonight. Um, this was a, this was the Renee show for tonight and wow. I have no problem with that. I think it's a really good thing that you get to speak and talk about this and I'm so so proud and happy that you I've got some new things coming into your life with this. Yes. Really good. It's a really, really it's good time.
1: It's really exciting. It's this life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it you is. can find us on Instagram at Betwixt the Shadows. If you listen on iTunes, please go ahead. And um, aw, Scott said he loves me. I love you too. Um, um. <laughs> you can uh, find us online, Instagram. Twix the Shadows, I'm at Rainbow Glitter Star. You're at Salvatore Modern Witch.
0: Yeah, it's Salvatore underscore modern underscore witch. And um, it's just all spellcraft and witchcraft. So I'm putting up like actual spell work that I'm doing. I'm actually thinking about running a little poll because I'm going to do, I think maybe starting next week if everybody likes it and I get more people signed on, I'm going to do One Planet Every Day and How to Use It in Ritual Magic. So I'll, I'll do a little mini cast on my Instagram port next week. Okay. So connect with me, yeah. Salvatore underscore modern underscore witch. We are also betwixt the shadows on Instagram. You can find us at the cookie path underscore L A. Rainbow glitter, glitter cast afternoon. as well, Remember and the Rainbow star. glitter star. The glitter cast
1: is back. If you listen to yeah. any more podcasts, please leave the us reviews on iTunes as well.
0: Yeah, and the iTunes is going. And again, thank you so much to the Shadow Crew.
1: Yes, because as much as
0: we're standing in front of this, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have it. And I believe maybe soon we will be actually back live in studio.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Which will be a great thing. Yeah, um,
1: we've some bands lifted in LA, so we're just checking in on everyone's comfort level and hopefully yeah. we'll be able to safely safely do production if- and again.
0: That's right. And I think we're gonna expand our production facilities a little bit too, so that will be fun. But thank you guys so much. I am Sal, you got Renee.